this is Howard Scrumwell, and I'm talking to you from the training camps of Agile Framework Fight Night. Here, there are teams from Safe, Less, Fast, Agile, and Dad working out, preparing for the upcoming fight. We are on site at Team Less Training Camp. Let's check in and see how Victor, the Simplifier, is training his team. Uh, uh, hi there. If you're looking for the less people, well, uh, they, uh, they finished their work and moved on. Never mind all the empty space. We're, uh, we're doing some remodeling. I can see by the look on your face that you expected more. Well, we had more. In fact, we had a lot more. We had offices for management over there and there, and we installed that balcony above for managers to watch the, the other managers. Things were incredibly efficient here. We had a lot of people, a lot of very important people. It was a very grand arrangement. The org chart was such a thing of beauty. It had all of these wonderful links of reporting and sub-departments and sub-departments for sub-departments. Oh, so wonderful. It told a story of managers very busy with small, agile teams. You wouldn't believe the dependencies we had. They were just mighty and awesome. People would come from far and wide just for a chance to work with such dependencies and the coordinators needed for such dependencies and the managers to manage the coordinators. And of the escalations, oh, you have never seen such escalations and the, the amount of effort that was needed to, to handle the mobs of angry managers with dependencies who were always escalating. Oh, it was a system of just beauty. There were so many meeting rooms needed for those escalation meetings and there weren't enough and people would just suffer with them. So we made plans, yes, plans to add a whole new wing. A whole new wing just to have meetings about escalations and dependencies. It was just going to be grand. And the architecture drawings were just immense, a cathedral to, 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 uh, it's all gone now. We brought in the less consultant. And, well, she made us reform our teams. And you know, that totally trashed our plan expansion. The dependencies and escalations were, well, they were less. So then the management and coordinators were, well, less. Management loved that consultant, now less. But the stockholders were happier. And the teams, well, you know, they seemed like a bunch of angry crybabies, but they became happy when their efforts were connected to products purchased by customers. Well, you know, who would have thought? This is a continuing episode for the Agile Framework Fight Night series, Bout 2. This fight night was hosted in Seattle by Beyond Agile, a meetup that you can find at meetups.com. Like the first Agile Framework Fight Night, we brought together another winning panel of experts who really want to win and represent their framework. And the frameworks we have are... 
in the far corner, representing Discipline Agile Delivery, we have Ricardo Garcia, God of Doom. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. In the other corner, representing Fast Agile, we have Ron Quartel, Crocodile, Ron D. In the other side of the ring, surrounded by several million BTUs of air conditioning, is Team Safe, represented by Barry L. Smith, known to his fans as Barry the Blizzard. Safe, 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 safe. And in the other corner, an asture part of the corner, is Team Less. And representing Less is Victor Grigit, the Simplifier. Less is more, less is more, less is more, less is more. And the moderation was done by yours truly, Lancer Kind, the Unkind. We all have our frameworks out there, but uh, what about the typical organization? And, you know, what is typical? We'll have to talk about that. What about the typical organization that, what's the impact to it of adopting your framework? Yeah, I can hear the right answer to that. I'm gonna flip. A, I'm gonna flip a coin. It's the simplifier. Okay. Yeah, it's um, it's a it's a very large impact because it's essentially an organizational design framework. So when somebody says less, what they actually mean, if they understood the message, is they need to change uh, the structure organization structure. So the impact is really, really large. But on the other hand, does it mean all or nothing or something like that? Or uh, often uh, less is labeled mistakenly as some kind of a ideal uh, pure and this kind of uh, things. Um, no, I mean, it's depending on a setup, depending on a situation, it, take, it can take years before you um, before you end up with uh, something like a truly end-to-end customer-centric feature teams. So it's a growth path. But uh, the organization basically needs to make a decision at the beginning that they are going in this direction. So this means that they are creating some basic structure already to make sure that uh, they're going in that direction. So how much of this basic structure is put in place? That depends on the impact. And so you don't want to have a too much of an impact. So typically means, for example, that uh, you create feature teams with about 50 people at a time. And then you spend uh, between three to six months or maybe even longer to stabilize that and have those teams working fairly properly before you move to the next one. But uh, the fact stays that the impact is really massive. It's, a, it's actually a precondition to uh, call anything less. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. All right. That was the simplifier. Who's next? Well, I'll go ahead and jump in. Because SAFE is designed to scale up with organizations, the impact may vary very much as to where the organization is in its evolution. Typically, SAFE begins in IT organizations or even a subset of the IT organization. And say we develop a release train, we have you know a large group of people all working on one product line or something like that. The overall impact on the organization will be less 
transformative because primarily what's going to happen is business stakeholders are going to find out that they're getting more of what they want sooner and with higher quality, and they'll respond to that. But it doesn't necessarily require a lot of changes on the rest of the organization. On the other hand, SAFE also scales up to very large organizations where they can offer suggestions on how to better improve business agility through lean portfolio management and the coordination of those kinds of functions. And in that case, it can have a very, very large impact on the organization. And we can see plenty of examples with this because very large companies have had major transformations applying the SAFE framework. And, you know, that's, I think, one of the things that really speaks to to the capabilities of SAFE are simply the customers that are willing to stand up and say this worked for us. It includes companies like Chevron and uh, Lockheed Martin and PepsiCo, just dozens and dozens of companies, Cisco, Johnson Controls. I mean, you know, I can go on for a long time. There's a lot of evidence that this can have a huge impact on the organization. Okay. Who next wants to handle the question, typical organization, how does it impacted by your framework? You know, frameworks provide a structure, right? Uh, This has an advantage of being clear, but often results in something not fit for purpose. Discipline Agile can help tailor to your organization while some organization impact is required. The amount of that impact and how fast you want to implement is a big, big question mark because many of the companies believe that they can implement Agile very quickly and the reality is no, you can't. You can start very fast going for it, but it does have a substantial impact and navigating the different methods, process is difficult, and especially because they are not best practices. They are practices that need to be selected that help you achieve the goal to provide value to the business. So that piece is not clear. So that will help you navigating those waters. And then so my, my trouble with the, my trouble with this is that uh, what is the actually purpose in a fit for purpose? Well, you have, for example, let me give you an example with Costco. We have a point of sale that is basically needs to be extremely fast, extremely powerful. We have lines in a Costco that you have, I don't know, eight, ten people in line. And keep in mind, we have 20 cashiers open all the time. We're not Walmart, uh, helping the customers. Well, guess what? We can think about a process that is needed to for us at Costco is that we need to maintain those uh, cashiers open. And sometimes the process and the methods doesn't fit that much into what we need to achieve. So that is a very dynamic process, and that's where you need to understand how you navigate and how you make decisions on what you select and what practice you need to achieve. It's not a cookbook like SAFE or uh, how to make a cake or whatever, 
that you follow the recipe step one, two, three, four, and you're going to be successful. It is not a reality. Uh, I, I, I agree very much. I agree very much with the cookbook uh, argument and stuff. Uh, so, the, but uh, my question is really about the purpose. So, if you say the purpose depends, and therefore what you do depends, uh, I, I'm not sure anymore what the framework then is, because everybody everything depends. Uh, so, um, I mean, unless there is a clear purpose, and that's the only purpose that uh, less serves. If you don't have that purpose, don't do less. Uh, so, and that is basically always focused on delivering what's most value for the company. And the second one is the agility, which is ability to adapt, ability to change direction. So, this is about agile, what we talk about here. So, I assume that the purpose is, by definition, always agile. Otherwise, we are creating some kind of a generic framework for any problem, which I, I'm I, very skeptical about. Yeah. I don't disagree with you, but we need to help the different teams to make decisions, right? That's the biggest challenge. Yes. What I need yes. to do in order to deliver it. How yeah. everybody wants to be agile. Yes, we are agile. Okay. But how I navigate. The biggest yeah, sure. failure yeah. that everybody knows was a rational unified process. That was a huge repository of practices. But nobody was able to navigate to rock. You know, how, what they use to become agile was not clear. And when yeah. you have this big repository, you are not safe. Oh, sorry, Barry. <laughs> Yeah, but just to reiterate my point, I have a big trouble when I try to understand other frameworks, is that I have a trouble to understanding the purpose of each of them. Mm -hmm. And so I have a really difficulty to figure it out. And so that would help a lot in the reasoning and discussion. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes, indeed. And just in case to clarify, Discipline Agile is not a framework, it's a toolkit that helps and complement the different frameworks. <laughs> Up, man. This isn't common knowledge, but I created Bath because it's a yeah. I was watching the agile community, like going, you know, creating these agile scaling stuff. I was at an open space conference, and the beauty of this sheer the method of open space that 800 people were able to self organize something in 20 minutes. 800 people were able to self organize one day conference in 20 minutes just struck me the beauty of, of open space. I went, why aren't we using open space as a way to scale Agile? And that was how Fast was born, uh, because of my reaction to, to, to a lot of these things. The why of Fast is to uh, untether the human spirit in the workplace. And we do that via self-management. So what, what is an organization? What is the impact? Is that you've moved part of the organization to self-management. Um, the biggest impact of that is the ability to innovate. And in the age of disruption, that is a core competence that you need. If you're planning once a quarter you're, and your, your work is going on a train, it's on rails. There's no room for, for adaptation, whereas FAST is designed really for rapid, rapid adaptability and innovation because, because of, uh, of the, the self-management and autonomy that we're giving people. We're really encouraging them to, to create the product as much as well. Bath is really product-driven, whereas the most of Agile is still delivery-driven. You read the Agile Manifesto, 
Scrum, Extreme Programming, they were all born 20 years ago when the challenge was how do we deliver software? But we've cracked that. The real nut now is how do we, is in product and innovation. And that's where fast is really, uh, they, that's where it really shines. Daniel Pink talks about, you know, why people go to work. And fast really hones in on that, that autonomy aspects. And autonomy is comprised of three things. Your team, the ability to choose your own team. This is the Daniel Pink's definition. Your time and your technique. And so fast enables all of that. From that, you get a greater employee engagement. So now, uh, here's, here's the wins for an organization. They're able to innovate, they're able to adapt quickly, and they've got greater employee engagement, which saves them money. You also don't need an agile master per team, so the cost of that ownership drops. Maybe just one agile coach per the entire tribe. The tribe could be up to 150 people, so that gives you the idea of, uh, of that kind of scale. Agile Grande teaches you systems thinking through dramatic storytelling, such as Carter takes a job to improve a logistics company's adaptability, but efforts to scale agile practices are being blocked by Mr. Cherneski, a vice president who's organized the company into siloed pigeonholes in order to secretly make millions with a dark web shipping service. Carter's life is in danger, he goes underground, and a spy agency hunts for him. When Carter uses systems thinking, systems modeling, and organizational change to save his company and his life, you get to learn how to apply that to your organization as well. Get your free copy of Agile Grande at leanpub.com. This episode is just one of many of the Agile Framework Fight Night Bout 2 series. If you're like my friend Bob and you missed the first episode, go to the show archive by searching for Lancer Agile Thoughts Archive and you will find the start of the series at episode 155. In the next episode, the panelists fight over the following question. Go ahead and see what the audience has. What, 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 what's on your mind, audience? Ask any questions. You can direct it at a specific person or, or ask the panel. It doesn't matter. Just uh, go ahead and put it in chat and uh, we'll put you on the stage. So I got a question for Crocodile Ron. This is Peter Lacey. Rob, been very interested in listening to this panel. This is a fun format. Uh, good job, you guys. Ron, did I hear? Did I understand you correctly in what you just said that you you founded Fast. Ron, how big of an organization do you think Fast would work with successfully? So Pavel says, "What is the common mindset you have found organizations drawn to the framework tool sets you are working on?" 